podcast. Sus, 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 among us, among us, among us, sus, 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 among us, 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 just don't worry about it. <laughs> they know what it is. They, t- I mean, probably, I'm going to guess 65% of our audience is teenagers, so they probably know what it is. But exactly. But if you're not, you're too old to get the joke, I'm sorry. Just, just don't worry about it. My name's Saranjan. Here with me is Asterio. Say hi, Asterio. Hello, everybody. I uh, just want to say right off the bat, we got a lot of people who loved Feudly Fam. Me included. I had a lot of fun. And we got a lot of people who hated Feudly Fam. It's the story of my life. You either want to marry me or you want to murder me. Nothing in between. Pretty much. Uh, The consensus that I got was that our guest hated Feudly Fam. (laughs) I don't know how the internet felt about it. Look, here's what I have to say to everyone out there who loved Feudly Fam or hated Feudly Fam or was indifferent to Feudly Fam, which is absolutely nobody. I don't know. It seems like a lot of our audience engages in pure black and white thinking for some reason. It's either the greatest or the worst. And there's the, I don't know. Is there a, a name for that? Oh, speaking of which, next week we will be taking an autism test live on air. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. I'm excited to take the autism test. I have never been sure. As sure as I am that grass is green and the sky is blue, as I am sure that I have at least some level of autism. I've never been tested and I've never taken the test, but like when you know, you know. It's like uh, when your tampons fall you can't really describe it it's just when you know you know yeah look i'm positive i'm on the spectrum too i don't know where i don't know where from roy g biff to what i know i'm there and we'll, we're gonna take this test we're to find out next week the reason we have to do it next week is apparently this test that you found takes like two hours to complete. oh yeah it's got like 40 questions and you know us we're gonna just stop and talk riff. about everyone we're gonna do a lot of riff we're gonna make it through three questions of this test um but uh but again, just before we move off of this, I just want to point out what other podcast are you listening to that's going to book five comedians to do a brand new game show called Feudly Fam? What other podcast is in your phone right now or in your YouTube playlist that's going to put in the work it takes to do a whole new game show? Every one of these other podcasts, and I've heard them, and God forbid you ever hear them just... Three kids in a Discord talking about what they see. And every... Oh, by the way, every one of them sounds like this. I'm going to switch microphones real quick. Okay. Uh, you heard what to do. You heard what to do. Winter anime. I heard there's a new winter anime. What do you heard about the new winter anime? Uh... Just because you have a vape does not mean you deserve a podcast, okay? Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. I'm the loudest pod. We're 110 episodes in, and we are still taking big swings. Then we, like you, we will be hearing later today with my brand new segment, Helping You Grow Kenos. With the stereos coconuts. Yeah, I listen to Chapo Trap House, and they have never once had an episode about fucking animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That means we're better than them. Oh, actually, speaking of segments, I think you had a a new segment that you wanted to debut. Oh yeah, so there's a whole genre of podcasts. Stereos, did you know they're called minute podcasts? Podcast by minute. Yeah, right. where it's like. It's, 
Star Wars minute or Indiana Jones minute, Goodfellas minute. Yeah. You, you watch one minute of some kind of piece of medium and then you talk about that minute in intimate detail. It's just, and if you get something long enough, you just got infinite content. It's yeah. like the cheat code on GTA for infinite money. This yeah. is, that's the cheat code for intimate or infinity content and so i figured i would i sat down i was like what's the longest thing that i could think of and i thought one piece so i would love to introduce one piece minute as a segment to this podcast we're gonna watch every fucking episode of one piece one minute at a time and then i i i'm really curious to see if we finish this before this podcast inevitably goes up in flames i bet no well there's only one way to find out it's for me to Pull up the very first episode of One Piece. I have not seen a single minute of One Piece, so this One Piece minute will be my first minute of One Piece. I read a little bit of the manga, but like not enough to have a conversation about it. But I can I I know the basic characters. Something I, tells me you're the kind of girl that's watched like eight hour One Piece <laughs> lecture on YouTube. Like you probably go jogging to that shit. I really like my favorite character in One Piece is Zoro and his whole backstory is like he's like I'm gonna become the greatest swordsman and there's nobody in his town that could beat him as a swordsman except for this one chick and he's like I'm gonna beat you one day and then I shit you not she falls down a flight of stairs and dies <laughs> before he can fight her and defeat her and that's his whole backstory is his friend fell down a flight of stairs and died is this the americanization or is this the funimation version of this no because the japanese version was she shot to death by 14 pirates they do that sometimes no she fell down a stairs and broke her neck that's it like the least climactic death and it gets like half of a panel on one page and then she fell down the stairs and died does this happen in the first minute of one piece otherwise i don't know what we're talking about no no it does not all right look i heard about gummy nummy fruits i heard that they eat gummy goomy fruits and i heard that a According to the One Piece creator, those things make your dick big. Yeah, uh, Luffy, that is canon, guys. Uh, apparently, according to Oda, word of God, Luffy's penis is stretchy, too, because his whole body is stretchy. Glad we found that. Glad we found that. Out. Glad we know that. Okay, all right. I'm going to pull up some One Piece. Let's start. One Piece Minute, episode one, minute one. Woo! Okay, so that guy that we saw at the beginning, that I think that's how every episode starts, but that's Gold Rogers, I believe his name is, and he is like the world's best pirate. And to make an example out of him, the government decides they're going to execute him. Okay. Like in front of everybody. But before they execute him, his dying words, they're like, okay, buddy, you got anything you want to say? His dying words are, you know how I have more money than God? Well, guess what? I hid all that treasure in one piece. And if you could find it, you could have it all. And so he inadvertently, even before he does the opposite of what they're trying to do, which is like causing an explosion of piracy <laughs> right before he dies. So I just watched my first ever minute of one piece. How did you think? Did you like it? Um, I loved it. This gold Roger guy seems real cool. Kind of sucks that he got killed, but, um, but here's what I've noticed, because the thing all you kids say is you're all like, he left all his treasure in one piece. They don't use the word one piece in this intro. He's just like, I, I have all my treasure. You can find it. 
How do we know? I know it's not like two or three pieces. That's true, but that's that's what I think the one piece stands for. We, there's no way for us to fucking tell because Meg is still going. <laughs> so. Yes. This is, uh, according to this Crunchyroll page, we are currently on episode 969 of the One Piece uh, cartoon. <laughs> 69. Yeah, we have content forever. Yay, One Piece. <laughs> All right. I like that song. I like this kid with the straw hat who's got like the Mr. Fantastic arms. I feel real bad that Gold Roger got killed by what is clearly like the British Navy, which I'm also not super happy about as an American citizen. But he achieved his dream. Well, this doesn't take place in like the world. Like it's not, there are no countries that as we would call them countries. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, so it's not the British Navy, but it's like some approximate. I think it's called the World Government or something. Oh, I don't that's remember. right. Yes, yes. Which, oh, have you? Are you familiar? I could give myself a two out of ten on One Piece knowledge, as in I know the basic plot and the basic characters, and absolutely nothing else. I know gummy gummy fruits. I know One Piece. I know Gold Roger, which is a weird name. Like I don't get it. Like, Jolly Roger, okay, Blackbeard, Redbeard, even Goldbeard, I get. Gold Roger's, like, gold dick, like he's like he's got a big gold dick, like, what, like gold member? I mean, he the, was the world's greatest pirate. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care. And uh, I hear that if you eat one of those gummy gummy fruits and you uh, go underwater, you immediately die or something? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, if you eat a gummy gummy fruit... There's okay, so there's multiple fruits that you can eat, and they each give you a different power. And there's multiple types of them, but I'm not gonna even start with that. No, right wait, now. please start with that. Dude, How many of the fruits do you know? I don't know any of them, but I know specific powers. Okay, so by I'm not gonna start with that. You mean I don't know that? Exactly. All That's right, don't try to at one piece woman explain one piece. Motherfucker, to me. I've seen one minute of one piece. You've seen more than one minute of one piece in your whole life. You've only seen one minute of one piece. I have, yeah. I've read the manga. Now I've never watched this, so I'm super excited. And listeners, before you bitch, we're only going to listen to the introduction one time. Except if there's a new introduction, then we'll use our one minute on that. Yes, exactly. But um, yeah, no. So every time you eat one of these magic fruits, you gain a power. And so, like Luffy's is that he's made out of rubber, and no one else in the world can have that power. Like even if you eat just like one bite of the fruit and then you hand it to somebody else, like that one's done; it's used. Okay. The second person to bite it doesn't get the power. But the thing about this particular type of fruit is that when you are blessed with this power, you cannot swim, which is a pretty big fucking drawback if you're a pirate. Like you'll fall in the water and just sink. Yeah. All right. All right. Other fruits make you invisible, make you turn into a bird. What what else we got? Laser eyes. We got laser eyes fruits. I don't remember, but probably. All right, all right. Laser eyes fruits. All right. Now look, if I know anything about my Japanese shonen protagonists, Monkey Luffy is probably like a timid guy who very quickly gives up. At, at like the slightest hardship like there's no obstacle too small for him to just go i will not overcome this obstacle am i correct about my shonen hero that would be a terrible shonen hero good show like a good shonen hero monkey luffy is ready for adventure and piracy and like not like raping and pillaging piracy but like you know it's a fun kind of piracy. no one was thinking that no one was thinking 
thinking this cartoon shonen hero was going... Anyway, all right, so 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 you're saying he never gives up. He tries and tries, and he'll try some more. He'll just keep trying till he wins? Yeah, correct. Sounds just like cool. He's like Naruto, except he can't swim. <laughs> Naruto can't... Wait, this guy can't swim at all or only when he eats the gumi gumi fruit? He eats the gumi gumi fruit, like, seconds after the show starts. Wait, how? Is this guy addicted to these gumi gumi fruits? <laughs> no. You gotta give the gumi gumi fruit a break, buddy. You can go for a swim. It's oh, nice. my God. I can see the angry emails now, about, uh, like, all of the riddled with inaccuracies we're talking about. Wait. If he eats the gumi gumi fruit once, he's stretchy for life? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. I thought he had to keep re-upping his gumi. No. <laughs> okay. All right, who else eats the gumi gumi fruit? I don't know, Asteria. Well, I guess we're going to find out in minute two of One Piece. <laughs> All right. So where, so where is this treasure? I'm guessing, like, what are they? He finds it around episode five or okay, something. Okay, so the thing is. And then the rest of the series is just like, how do I spend Gold Roger's treasure? Yeah, that's what it turns into. It turns into a harem anime, Hi. the third episode. Hello. No. So the thing about this world is that there is no map. There's no map? No, like the, a lot of where they go is unexplored territory, which is they're in a in a part of the ocean called the Grand Line, which they referenced they on there. They did reference that in the opening. And so a lot of the series, from what I know, is just discovering different parts of the Grand Line, and they don't, like they, they're, they're, the one piece, spoiler alert, is hidden, I believe, on an island that only Gold Rogers has ever gotten to, but don't quote me on that. Well, look, according to these lyrics, if the dusty treasure map has been verified, it's not a legend. So clearly there's some sort of verified dusty treasure map that you don't even know about. And the opening to One Piece had Gold Roger getting uh, his head cut off by two British soldiers on a big parchment, which looked like a pretty cool treasure map. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you tell me there's no treasure map in this show? Not one? I don't know, Asterios. I've seen one minute of One Piece. You've read the One Piece manga. Not very much of it. <laughs> Wealth, fame, power, gold Roger, the king of the pirates, attained everything this world has to offer. The words he uttered just before his death drove people to the seas. My treasure, if you want it, you can have it. Find it. I left everything this world has to offer there. Now we got a bunch of pirate ships and Jolly Rogers and so men head for the Grand Line in pursuit of their dream. Oh my God, there's so many pirate ships taken. Hundreds of pirate ships. Oh, this is the opposite of discouraging piracy, my friend. Yeah. We're all going to gather up all our dreams and set out in search of something to find. Right before, that would be like if right before they killed Charles Manson, I know he's not dead, but if they decided to execute Charles Manson, and then right before they killed him, they were like, what are your final words? And he's like, I hid a golden key inside one person's stomach, and if you'd kill them and pull the key out, then you could open the box, and in the box there's a billion dollars. And the golden age of serial killing was born. (laughs) Exactly. One slice! (laughs) One slice! Okay, and then lyrics to the song, compasses only cause delays, which I love. Greeks feel the same way. We don't like to measure stuff. We don't want to know directions. We'll find it, thanks. We'll find wherever it is. I'll start driving and feel it out. Fuck you, Mom. I'm not asking for directions. What do I look like, a lady? And then compasses only cause delays. Delirious with fever. I take the helm. 
If the dusty treasure map has been verified, it's not a legend. One piece. One piece. Oh, my God. Now, look, I'm sure there's more lyrics to the song, but... I mean, we do have to stop at the one-minute mark. Exactly, yeah. Thank you, finally. What do we think the rest of the lyrics are going to be? Maybe maybe we could... Here's a location of the treasure. (laughs) It's right here. This is my friend Zorro. His best friend fell down the stairs. One piece. (laughs) Her leg was broken into two pieces. (laughs) Her neck. Oh, her neck. No longer in one piece. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh boy, I'm so excited! Yeah, no, I'm excited to go through One Piece minute by minute because yeah, uh, everybody loves the One Piece. They do. These kids, everyone thinks they're Monkey D. Luffy running around causing trouble and mischief. Um, have you ever considered buying one of these straw hats this guy wears? Yeah, they're cool as fuck. What if we wear them all the time? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What if we run around New York dressed like pirates and just screaming the phrase one piece over? <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, yo. <laughs> That's on the four kids opening. That's the, they changed, obviously, they need to change the opening so the kids don't mistake it for thinking it's Japanese or something. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> four kids opening goes, yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Keep going. That's all I remember. That's it. That's fucking noise. One piece. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, I, I just want to say, I think this was a very successful segment. Thank you. Thank you for bring. Thank you for pitching One Piece Minute. All right, thank next you. week, episode one minute two of One Piece. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back after this one last podcast. <laughs> now it's time for my new segment because you had a great segment with One Piece Minute. I'm going to see if I can have a good segment, and this segment is my new advice segment called "Helping You Grow Canos with a Stereos Coconos." <laughs> Yay! Oh, thank you. All right, so a lot of our listeners are young, and they will ask me for advice, and I think I'm the only adult they know, and they will ask me for advice about girls, and they'll be like, what should I talk to girls about? And, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to talk to girls. Usually, what I do is just whatever they want to talk about, I'll talk about. I'll be like, oh, tell me about what you do for a living, or what music do you like? Like, I try to keep it focused on them. Tell me about which rocks you have on your desk that cure cancer. I'm sorry, wait, is this a reference to something? <laughs> yeah, women love rocks, like shiny rocks, crystals. The crystals, you oh, see magic. Oh, that's what you, like, tell me, or tell me what, uh... What are those scents that you like? The 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 smelling oils? essential oils. Oh, tell me what essential oils you like and how they help you with memory and stuff. It's like, oh, I'll talk to girls about their essential collection all goddamn night. I'll do that, but it's like I don't want to say what I like because look, you can kind of you can only lose with a lot of the with a lot of the things you like out there, listeners. You can't win exactly with a lot of that. All right, so here's what I've done to make it a little easier. I've made a list of things that you should not talk to girls about. And I think if you stick to this list, you'll do all right. Sriracha, you're a girl. Yeah, this is great. I'll verify. I think you can verify this. Okay. All right, number one. Weezer. You should not talk to girls about Weezer. (laughs) Unless that girl is Nico. What? She likes Weezer? Yeah, she does. Does she really like Weezer? I don't know. I don't think she... I can't imagine any girl out there liking Weezer. Like, I feel like if you like Weezer, it's kind of like having a Nazi grandpa. Like, 
you keep it a secret. <laughs> you know, like you say, like, oh, my grandpa fought in the war. Like, not what war, not what time. He's like, I like 90s college rock. Like, don't say Weezer. And I think it's because, like, every girl has dated someone else who liked Weezer, who ruined it before you got there. Because Weezer fans ruin everything. Well, what do you think? Right. It's like, you know how you can, you, you're like one astrological sign. It's like you're either Weezer or fish. Yes. <laughs> you and I think fish is a little bit better because at least it's like, this guy can find me drugs. Now we're talking. Right. You like negatives and positive ends of a magnet. You could either be a Weezer guy or a fish guy. And you have to, if you're a Weezer guy, you're going to stick to a fish girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and only then, can you talk about Weezer. <laughs> if you're a fish guy, okay, this guy's got cool tattoos. This guy goes camping. Because fish does that thing where they're like, we have 14-hour concerts, like 14-hour Friday, 16-hour Saturday. That sounds like fucking hell. <laughs> That's what the drugs are for. Remember those drugs I brought up? Fish, and fish fans invented those things called goo balls. Yeah, fish fans. Do you know what a goo ball is? What's a goo ball? Okay. A goo ball is a bunch of taffy with a bunch of pills in it. And you don't know what kind of pills are in the taffy. So you just like... You're just outside Madison Square Garden and someone's going, goo balls, goo balls here. And it's just like, press your luck. Here's $10. Let's see if I die. Goo balls. And here I was thinking assisted suicide was illegal in New York. Well, interestingly, Weezer is the reason suicide is legal. <laughs> Good. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, Weezer fans are always like, oh, the pink album. Oh, the blue album. Is there a good songs album, Weezer fans? Is there an album with music that doesn't make me want to commit a crime, the crime of killing myself? <laughs> Is that illegal? Killing yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's why Dr. Kevorkian had to do it all hush-hush. Oh, yeah. I mean, how are you, you going to prosecute it, though, if you're successful? <laughs> he had machines. That's a, no, no. You don't prosecute the guy that kills him. You prosecute Dr. Kevorkian. Oh, okay, gotcha. Number two thing. I don't think you should talk about the girls like a girl you just met and a girl you're trying to talk up. PewDiePie. PewDiePie, good one. I don't think you should talk about PewDiePie at all. Like, oh, I get it. It's going to come up like, oh, what YouTubers do you like? Say you like Mr. Beast. Say you like Rhett and Link. If you say you like PewDiePie, you look like a man child. You say you like Felix. She's calling the cops. Like, you can't. <laughs> You just, you, you can't with the PewDiePie. And look, am I wrong about this? I mean, I think some girls like PewDiePie, but only because he's like buff now. Have you seen that picture of Google buff PewDiePie? He's like ripped now. Yeah, he's a billionaire. Of course he's ripped. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's not, I'm not into PewDiePie. But if, you, if you've if you made a girl who's into PewDiePie, what she's trying to say is I've jerked off to PewDiePie. I don't know a girl that consumes PewDiePie content or that is like posting on r slash PewDiePie submissions. I think if, and by the way, I've been thinking about this. Half the time if a girl says she likes PewDiePie, it's a trap. I think she's trying to sniff you out as like a secret PewDiePie fan. Because like, I've heard these conversations on dates in New York where a girl will be like, I like PewDiePie. <laughs> and then we'll just like turn their head and look at you with a sidelong glance, pull out a little like magnifying glass, look what, you through it. What do you think is the most oppressed minority? <laughs> Gamer? 
What do you think of my friends in the Jewish American community? In the gaming community. <laughs> All right. So it's like, and look, by the way, I don't know who Mr. Beast and Rhett and Link are. I don't. I just know if you say you like them, you're probably fine, right? Uh, I don't know who any of those people are either. I'm too bad. But you know who PewDiePie is, and you know why you know who PewDiePie is. Oh, it's bridge time. Welcome to the PUBG bridge segment of the show. And the thing is about these kids is like, they all defend PewDiePie because like they grew up with him. So like, he's their big bird or he's their Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers got sniped on that PUBG bridge. He would have just been like, well, you can't win them all. Now time to change my shoes. We can't get mad at video games. <laughs> it's just a video game. It's not real life. They wouldn't, like, pull out the Encyclopedia Slurmatica and just start fucking going. And you know, look, sometimes I make fun of PewDiePie on Twitter, okay? Make fun of him a little bit. I've got a good reason for that. Twitter exists to make celebrities feel bad. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. That's what we talked about all last week was Twitter, Twitter apparently is destroying Khloe Kardashian's life, and I've never been more proud of you fucking Marines out there. This is, it's posting the, that picture over and over again. It's the only bullet in our gun. Like, the rich get health care, the poor call the rich fat on Twitter. That's it. That's, That's it. the only card in our deck. And to, look, and PewDiePie, he's got like a thousand reply guys going like, oh, well, Felix has changed. Felix has changed. God, billionaires don't even change their own fucking diapers, okay? They just poop where they walk and in turns magic away their leavings. You got any thoughts on this? Uh, yes. I if When I make my billion dollar, I will, in fact, just spontaneously poop <laughs> wherever I am. I'm thinking about getting a gamer chair with a toilet in it. <laughs> Do they make those? They will when I'm a billionaire. Fuck yeah. And then and then just grab one of those Elon Musk flamethrowers and burn it when it's done. Just take it outside and burn it. Get me a new gamer chair. I'm a billionaire. Who cares? Daddy Musk, when you make the billionaire list, Daddy Musk will come over to your house and help you game. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Him and his samurai sword and his collection of joints. Yeah. God love him. All right. Look, finally. Third thing, don't talk about girls. Oh, by the way, am I two for two so far? Yeah. I'm, am I? Yeah, you're doing great. All right. Well, I'm saying with, with, this, with this thing with girls, like if a guy on a first date brings up PewDiePie or Weezer, no good, right? Yeah. If a guy in, on my first date went caught, bring up PewDiePie or Weezer, I would go to the bathroom and crawl out the window. <laughs> That's a, you don't have a choice, right? No, you don't. No. And it's, and it's like, and I feel like the restaurant would understand. Too. They'd be like, we'll hang on to your credit card. They, yeah, they back. have little one of those, you know, when you're in a car, they have those glass smashers in case your car goes off a bridge. They have one of those at all fancy restaurants that are popular with dates so women can escape in the bathroom. Yeah, in case someone brings a PewDiePie. We're like, I, you know, there's like a certain thing you can order like an angel shot where it's like, oh, I'm I'm with someone and there might be trouble. Or, you, you know, or, or you can order like a halo shot where it's like, Oh, no, I, I think my, my drink might have been affected. Actually, the, we recently changed it. It's a, um, he said his favorite movie was Wolf of Wall Street shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have free license to do whatever you want to the bathroom windows. Oh, my goodness. All right. Third, speaking of movies, third thing, don't bring up. And correct me if I'm wrong. All right. Just don't bring up Marvel movies at all. How about that? Oh, God. Yes. Oh. Fuck. I'm feeling that one harder than anything else on this list. I thought you might. Because, okay, well, first off, she might think you're talking about DC movies. She might not know the difference. And then she's going to be like, 
Are you one of those people who tweeted for five years to get a slightly better Justice League movie? And then you got to dox her. Like, you don't have any You have to. You have to. I mean, you have to do it. Sitting there. How many times has this happened to you, gentlemen? You're sitting on a date. You're describing to the girl for the 288th time how the good guy beat the bad guy. And she's just sitting there like... Every day is beautiful here in Duckburg. Like, <laughs> at, I don't know that song. I've no, that, seems, that, that was perfect. <laughs> it's like, I think one of the reasons don't bring up Marvel movies is because it's kind of like bragging. It's like, we won. Like, I love Marvel movies. Oh, no, you didn't. If you're talking about Marvel movies, believe me, you have not won. Okay, anything. look, you're right in most, ca- but every movie is a Marvel movie now. Like, our taste won. We won. All the movies are Marvel movies. So it's like, it's kind of like, it's not nice to brag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody likes a bragger or a soy boy. <laughs> yeah. What if you say you like the Fast and the Furious movies? Well, maybe they'll think you got a big dick. That's worse. That's worse? That's worse. All right. Put that on the list. <laughs> what if I say, you know, I kind of like documentaries. I've been getting into documentaries lately. That's a good answer, but you have to have something to back it up. So when I follow it up with what's what have you been watching recently, you have to have... It doesn't matter what the answer is, as long as you have anything. Okay. Well, I've been watching episodes of Frontline about politics. Yeah, sure. Whatever. There you go. You can't tell. You can't, can't tell I'm lying. Yeah, okay. Is that real? Is that not a real thing? Well, I mean, for, I, I would consider Frontline's documentaries, but you know. Because I, I don't think there are documentary elitists out there who are like, because if you sit beef down and you're like, oh, I watch anime, and I ask you, what anime do you watch? And you say fucking Naruto and Bleach and My Hero Academia. I'm getting up and I'm leaving. And I'm also, I'm going to go to the bar and order, I can't talk about my sister's panties, can't possibly smell this bad shot. And then I also get to break the window. And yeah, of course up. you do. Of course, that's what those little hammers are for. Could should we add anime to this list? You shouldn't bring up anime. Maybe wait for her to bring up anime and then see which anime she likes. Yeah, okay. So you know how the stoplight, there's green, orange, and red. Red topics would be like Marvel movies and hentai Anime, I would put, is an orange topic because you need to suss out how normie she is because if you're a normie and she's not a normie and you show your hand of cards, then date's over. But if she's a normie and you're, even if you're like a fucking weeaboo and you can tone it down to normie level, you get to fuck that night. That's, no, girls who are normie bitches love talking about normie anime so much. But if you... Show like if you, she starts talking about My Hero Academia and you start talking about fucking don't tease me Nagatoro sad or some kind of weird bullshit or like I'm a spider so what she's gonna be freaked out. How is that spider show? I've heard you've watched a lot of it. Looks terrible. You, you told me you watched it while high visiting friends. We were we watched it while baked out of our mind. We watched that in another while we were high. That was the wrong decision. I don't, okay, I know about the spider, I do not know about another. Okay, so another is this awesome, okay, spoilers start here, because they're, it's fucking impossible to talk about this show without spoiling everything. So, spoilers for another beginning right here. Um, so, another is about, there's this class, right? There's this eighth grade, I think it's eighth grade class, and every year, there is, they have to do a ritual, because the school's fucking cursed, and every year, they, one of their classmates is dead and a ghost, but they don't know who it is because their brain is like altered and they have memories of like everybody in their class. So they don't know who is 
uh, the ghost come back from the dead. But every year they've realized that they can combat this by pretending that one student just doesn't exist. Like they pick somebody and then they just completely ignore them, pretend they don't exist. And in past years, that has prevented the curse from taking place. And what the curse is, is every day just another person from the class dies. Jesus Christ, this is some fun. Why are they still going to this school? I would have left this school. You would think that, right? So then somebody tries tries that and then a boulder falls off a cliff and gotta, kills no, them the gotta go to that school no school is important school is right imp- learning is fundamental learning is fundamental so this new kid moves into town and, and for some fucking reason nobody in the class tells him about this curse because apparently if you talk about it that counts as talking about or the person that you are ignoring and that activates the curse so they don't tell him that but they notice that there's this one fucking emo chick and she sits in the corner of the class and nobody talks about her he's like to ask a couple of you like hey where's may why isn't may in pe and they're like who the fuck are you talking about there is no may may does not exist so eventually we find out so it's heavily implicated for the first couple episodes that may is like a ghost and she's dead because you don't know about this curse shit yet so he is like it's buck fucking streisand effect he sees this girl and he's like i'm gonna fuck with the emo girl and everybody's like don't fuck with the emo girl he's like i'm gonna fuck with the emo girl so he starts fucking with the emo girl and the curse starts right and the first day somebody dies and then everybody's freak, freaking the fuck out like what the fuck do we do well curse has started i guess we talked to may again so then they start talking to her and they tell him this is finally the finally they fucking tell him what the fuck is going on and they realize, they don't realize until like near the end of the series where they discover this series of videotapes from a dude that, oh, by the way, these deaths, incredibly fucking graphic. Dude, like, this is not something you want to watch. Can I you- guess the ending? Yeah. They're all ghosts. No, close though. But they're 99% ghosts? No, wrong. So, um,. They find out that while they're on this field trip, they go on this field trip and then there's this big, they go to the Resident Evil house <laughs> for a field trip. Like they're on this creepy ass mansion for whatever. <laughs> and they find out that the way to stop the curse, and at this point, like seven of their classmates have died, Jesus. right? The way to stop the curse is to figure out who in the class is dead and send the dead back to death, meaning you need to kill them. But the problem is that they don't know who is dead. So thus begins this gigantic, just a clusterfuck of students killing each other and they need to figure it out. And it's very scary. (laughs) I give it like a six out of ten. Can we talk some more about One Piece now? That sounds horrifying. <laughs> what is it with Japanese media where all these kids have to murder each other? Video game, Danganronpa, murdering each other. But that, that, that goddamn movie, Battle Royale, murdering each other. Cartoon, another, murdering each other. What's that other show with Hashigori with the kid where they beats the girl to death with the clock? Oh, uh, Higurashi. Higurashi, murdering each other. <laughs> Kakegori, murdering each other. Kakegori, murdering. They're all playing with, they're all playing Russian roulette. Can't you guys just go to school? (laughs) No. Apparently not. (laughs) All right, but if, but if you were to bring all this stuff up on a first date, you get you get laid. I mean, I mean, if she brings up, you gotta. If you're gonna poke the anime topic, you need to like poke it with a little. You need to poke it with a stick. You can't just go in there swinging. You gotta be like, so you like anime. 
what are you watching? And then if she says something normie, then you say something normie. But if she goes on, on like a fucking tirade like I just did, then yeah, go ahead. Talk about fucking or emo and emoto humoto umaru-chan. And what was that other one we call Aromega sensei Oh, my God. Yeah, but you probably should. All right. Another thing I don't think you should talk about at all. And I, this is going to sound harsh. Podcasts. Yeah. Hard all agree. Po- all of them. All of them. Not even like, oh, don't mention the political ones or don't mention the dirty ones. Just don't mention them at all. Yeah, no, I would rather be on a date and have a dude mention like, oh, I listen to Meet the Press instead of like the loudest podcast. Yeah, exactly. Okay, definitely don't tell them. We're your little secret, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess you can say I like video games. Yeah, video games are okay. Like I like Mario, I like Super Mario Galaxy and The Legend of Zelda. That's once again, pretty normal. Once again, it depends what's video games. Normie video games like Legend of Zelda, uh, Super Mario Party, those are green. Uh, yellow would be like I'm trying to think of a yellow video game. Probably like any kind of dating simulator. Are you sure that's not red? Yeah, no, I'm changing it. Red is just anything. I'm going to say first-person shooters are yellow. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. if you're like, I'm into Call of Duty or I'm into Overwatch, it's like, mm, are you the kind of person that yells a lot of words I don't want to hear? If you can see nipples in the game. Red. Red. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gears of War. Anything with a chainsaw lancer. Let's stay with I think Zelda's perfect. Zelda's ideal. You're never going to run away from it. It's like if a guy likes Zelda, it's like, of course he likes Zelda. He also likes drinking water and breathing oxygen. Everybody likes Mario. Everybody likes Zelda. Everybody likes Sonic. That was a trap. Do not mention Sonic. Sonic, no. <laughs> I don't think you can. No, Sonic is what? what's above red, black. Just yeah, don't but, say the word Sonic. <laughs> okay, don't say the word Sonic at all. All right, let's go with one more thing. I like Netflix. Oh, that's too normie. But that but normie's good. Normie is good on the first couple dates. Right. I mean, maybe I'm I'm I think normie is like talking about normie topics. Maybe I'm just can't relate because I'm not a normie. What about this? I really like Seinfeld. I love watching old episodes of Seinfeld. It's so much fun. Watch them run around without cell phones and such. It's great. Bridgerton vibes. If you can work the word Bridgerton vibes into your day, then you better bring an entire pack of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, all right. What's another good show that you can say? That you normie know? shows. Normie oh, The Good show. Place. Yes, that's a normie show. Oh, my God. That's perfect. I love The Good Place. Oh, twists. Turns all the good place. That's great. You need to watch, listener, if you're a dude, you need to watch a little bit of Bridgerton and a little bit of Good Place. I'm not saying you need to watch all four seasons, just enough that you can make conversation about it. Yeah. I just know what you're to like. I know enough about sex in the city that I can like have a little bit of a conversation. Right. Like, you know how they used to send uh, girls to boarding schools and they would teach them just a little bit about how the government works. Like, not enough that they could hold a government office, but just like, you know, to court a man. Yes. Exactly. All right. What's the reverse of this list? Let's say you're a girl on a date. What shouldn't you bring up? Um, I'm going to start off with the classic. Anything about your bodily functions. Why was the first thing I was thinking also your period? Period, cervical mucus, farting, shitting. Heavy flow, light flow. You know, I... Actually, I'd like to know about neither. Unless the dude is based as fuck. Nobody wants to talk about periods. You really... Okay, 
let's let's have a let's have a day right now. Let's have a first day right now, real quick. Start talking about your period. And I'll be based guy who likes this. Okay, so you know how sometimes you sneeze and you pee a little bit. Yeah. Well, sometimes you sneeze and it's just like. <laughs> And you can't hold it back either. Guys have oh, asked yeah. me. Tell me more. Men have asked me. Tell me, me more. No. Oh. Yeah, fuck off. Remem- fuck you. Remember, we're still doing the bit. You jumped out of that bit so fast. Yeah, I'm leaving. All right. See, oh, ladies, yeah. this is why you can't bring it up because the only guys that are into it are based weirdos. Can I see the panties? <laughs> no. I uh, hear it's like a Jackson Pollock down there, huh? Pretty oh yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. See, I that and you think that's based? That's based. That's not very based. <laughs> um, what else? If you you're a normie woman, you gotta if you gotta cool it on the normie topics. I just let the man. It's like it's like ballroom dancing. I just let the dude talk about whatever he wants to talk God about. Damn it! I just let the girl talk about whatever she wants to talk. How about. did we ever have any more than a first date? Then we just did sat there and stared into at each other. We did a lot of activities. Like we went to Dave and Buster's on our first date. Yeah. Video games. Remember. We played that trivia game. That was fun. I won a bunch of tickets. Yeah. Remember when I remember when I put ticket. Remember when I played three trivia consoles at once? I do remember that. And we made those two girls that were clearly on a date feel bad that they kept losing to one guy operating three consoles? Yeah, well, wait your turn, bitches. Yeah, that's a big baller, big dick, galaxy-brained move. Yeah, so uh, I would say do a lot of activities. Go rock climbing or something. Do something very dangerous. Guys like danger. There's a new rock climbing gym opening, a 24-hour rock climbing gym opening in brooklyn oh thank fucking god i'm seeing you wake up at 5 a.m and be like oh boy rock climbing no i need to wait four more hours for it's open yeah i want to be able to break my neck at 2 a.m i can't <laughs> yeah, wait fuck yeah just like zoro's girlfriend all right well hopefully we've helped you grow kenos with a stereos coconut i feel like we've both learned things today yeah me too <laughs> i learned that your periods are even grosser than i thought we'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast Welcome back, Loudest Podcast. All right, so last week we brought in a clip from an amazing British television show called Fat Family. Oh, yeah, and somebody wrote a comment about uh, if we like this, we got to check out Super Size versus Super Skinny. Have you ever seen that show? You've told me a little bit about that. That show owns. Right, so, tell us about it. Super Size versus Super Skinny is another awesome fat shaming program from our <laughs> friends <laughs> across the pond, and it's about, you. it's exactly what it sounds like. You got a fucking morbidly obese person and somebody who's under weight and they make them switch diets for the day and the absolute best part of the show is when they for bread at all meals they sit down and the chef comes and serves the skinny person like a giant mountain of chinese food that they sit there and struggle to eat and the fatty gets like a piece of toast that they have to eat and then sit there and watch this skinny person bitch about like oh you see so much food how do you eat this much food and they're sitting there like with the meat sweats because they want to go fucking uh, mouth harass that general sos chicken harder than anything in the world and the Poor anorexic person's like, oh, I don't think I could eat more than a single bite. And then they get rid of the food. You tell me something similar happened in the very first episode of Fat Families at the homeless shelter. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So they make them serve food at a homeless shelter. And uh, I, it was either a homeless shelter or a canteen or something. I don't remember. But they go in there and they're like, the dude, the host, the fat shaming host is like, 
you're going to serve portions that you normally eat to everybody that comes through here. And they're putting like gigantic piles of food on there. And the bitch is like, how many garlic breads do you want? Two, three. And then he's like, one would be nice. Yeah. And the, these homeless people who are literally starving are like, I can't eat this much. It's weird. I can't do it. There's a problem with you. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, um, but do you know, I, t- I thought to myself, hey, episode one of Fat Families, maybe they spent a lot of time writing these jokes. You know, like, watch out, fat, watch out, fat families. The lard police are in town. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Watch out, massive fatties. Watch out, massive fatties. This trundling trio. So I skipped ahead to season two, episode six. And I was like, I wonder if they're still doing these bangers of an opening. And, uh. Listen to this. This week's show comes from North Yorkshire. North Yorkshire? North Porkshire, more like. <laughs> I'm about to meet a right pair of wobblers whose weights right completely out of Until now. Meet mum and daughter combo, super slim Bridget and her perfectly proportioned daughter, Michelle. What's All the right. problem? They and, look and so thin. Now we're seeing a, just a picture of these two like very thin, very normal looking people. Think again. These two are in fact a pair of chucksters who together tip the scales at a very scary 35 stones. Michelle's two sons, 21-year-old Alex and 12-year-old Jake, complete the clan. It's incredible. I love fat families. I hate British people, but I love fat families. Well, and you know, speaking of the homeless. Oh, yes. Well, I've never heard someone be so excited. <laughs> what, would you care to take this? No, you go ahead. Okay, so um, so our good friend, former guest of the show, hopefully future guest of the show, Nathan Masry. Not distributor of lasagna across international lines. No, no, no. He will not send. He will send you T-shirts in a freezer pack for some reason. He cannot send you lasagna. Um. He was in the news recently. Uh, he was actually in the Toronto Sun, one of the biggest newspapers in Canada. Was it for being so charitable and giving out so many uh, Garf- big cow lasagnas to the homeless? Now, he wasn't in the news for Garfield Eats, and he wasn't in the news for Scooby-Doo Eats. No, he was in the news for a very different reason, and uh, I'm going to read you this article right now. Okay. Okay. So this is a story about housing prices, specifically the prices of condos in toronto and it actually quotes it says nathan masry the young founder of garfield eats and scooby-doo eats moved into his brand new roehampton avenue condo in early 2020 just before the pandemic having no idea the homeless shelter down the street was coming since then nathan claims he's witnessed one murder at the shelter another on roehampton and a suicide from the 11th floor of his building. I'm sorry. So Nathan Masry, the Garfield Eats guy, has seen three people lose <laughs> their lives? According to the Toronto Sun, Nathan Masry has witnessed three human beings expire from the 11th floor of his building that he purchased a condo in. Uh, he claims he hears, quote, screaming and loud noises and sees emergency vehicles constantly attending the shelter. Although he hasn't been approached, Masry says he also sees a lot of homeless walking around, mostly men, and they tend to cluster at the corner of Roehampton and Young. And according to this article, Nathan's condo and similar condos have lost 15% of their value since a Homeless shelter has moved in 
down the street. Oh, no. Then we need to obviously exterminate all these homeless people immediately then, right? It's the only thing that could get condo prices back up. They must go. This is a tragedy. This dude is such a fucking liar. I love it how much this dude is a fucking liar. you You know he's lying because he doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, okay, so Nathan Masri claims that the homeless people do not have the gall to ask him for money because he, he says that. He, he admits says, says that right he's, never, he's been never been approached, approached, but he has seen three people fucking die. Come on, Nathan. Just lie. Every time, yeah, every time I go outside, I get asked for money by the homeless. There. See how easy it is? If I'm going to ask anybody for money, it's going to be a guy in a big, weird orange suit because he's probably going to try to turn it into content. He's going to, like, take a selfie with me or all of a sudden I'm... I'm going to be on Instagram live with him while he's handing me one of those weird Canadian $2 bills that you turn into Spock. Like you, you, you ask weirdos for money. Do you think even the homeless people who are like schizophrenic or like, no, stay away from that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, according to this article, quote, Masri said before COVID, he donated several dozen frozen lasagnas from his Garfield collection per week to shelters. So maybe he's trying to kill the home. Like, it sounds like he's been trying to kill the homeless for a while. I mean, according to our listener that bought it, it seems like Garfield, the, the like an instant death sentence. You want to talk about assisted suicide? Just order a Garfield eats lasagna. <laughs> it's a shame Garfield eats clothes. This whole thing could have been taken care of. Can you imagine being dumb enough? To go on the record in a news story complaining about the homeless. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. This is how you know this guy is like, it's not a bit. He's actually psychotic because nobody is dumb enough to be like, yeah, I, I this. Yeah, this NIMBY shit article that you're writing. I, I want my name in it. Masri says uh, he said his neighbors are angry and contend they, quote, feel fooled that they purchase condos in this building. He lives on the 11th floor. Let's say there's four condos per floor. 44 people. We don't even know. It, it could be taller. Than, in this building, that probably has 50 to 100 people in it. You can only find one person to go on the record. And you found the one person that witnessed three murders. The same guy. I, oh, by the way, they run the photo of him in the orange suit. Of course they, they do. run the photo of him in the orange suit. While he's complaining about the homeless. My theory is that Nathan is fucking somebody at the Toronto Sun. Because if you notice, they write, like, the young founder of Garfield. That's, like, how Nathan describes himself. So either he sent something in to this or he's fucking somebody at the Toronto Sun. Because I, when, if I was writing a story about a 32-year-old, young would not be the adjective I would use. Oh, God. Especially not this guy. Maybe five-headed. But um, it closes with the paragraph... Officials from the city's Shelter Support and Housing Administration uh, said that uh, these are vulnerable members of the community. They're our neighbors. The city has a responsibility to support them with, quote, dignity and care. <laughs> Scroll up a little bit. Guy in a fucking <laughs> orange tuxedo is pointing at the camera with a Garfield lapel pin. And, now, and Nathan is going on his Instagram live and he's complaining about this homeless shelter, and he's like, I'm going to have a sit-down with the CEO of Roehampton Shelter. First off, I don't know that a homeless shelter has a CEO. The CEO of homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking, he's a, a, an, or, an orange Canadian Karen trying to call the homeless's manager. You know what? Uh, I would not, if I bought a hot condo and a homeless shelter moved in next door, I probably wouldn't be too thrilled. But I don't think I'd go on Instagram live and be like, fuck the homeless. There's a big difference. Look, 
We all secretly hate the homeless, but we keep it to ourselves. It's exactly. the polite thing to do. Thank you. Um, I'm going to pull up uh, some, uh, some audio of Nathan Mass. Oh, yeet. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> oh, hey, Toronto. How are you? Good. Or I mean, city of Toronto. What is it? Raining citations? What is, what is that? What is going on? What's going on, city of Toronto? He just pulled up like 20 parking tickets he has. <laughs> and he just made them rain like you would looties and toonies at a strip club. Why can't he do fucking anything right? He can't run a business. He can't open a business. He can't ship a lasagna. He can't park his car. Yes. And so, so the two things he's been complaining about recently on Instagram are the homeless... And his parking tickets. And by the way, I hate parking tickets. Parking tickets suck. Let's see if Nathan can get me to like parking tickets because he does a bad job of hating them. Have you ever gotten a parking ticket? Of course, I've gotten by. I used to live in LA. I got plenty of parking tickets. Yeah, me too. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever been. I like. I don't can't see how many parking tickets Nathan has, but I guarantee you I've gotten more than him. Really? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on, city of Toronto? Hitting me in my own home. When I sleep and when I wake up, what do you think? I'm Drake. I can put my car inside on bridal. No, uh, nobody my, thinks my, you're Drake. My, uh, my compound and on bridal path. Yeah, no, you should try you paying for a parking pass. Definitely, I pay to you park the operators downstairs in my building. I pay to you park fifty dollars a week, and I still get ticketed. Why? Because you pay. Probably because you're not parking in the right place. You go outside to park near your building. Or you so another U Park, thinking that that fifty dollars a weekly pass is part of the same company, it might work. It could, you know, it's fi it's fine. It's part of the same company. I paid them, right? Their service, rendered service. Oh no, zero. You still get paid. You still get ticketed. Why? U Park has different codes. <sighs> it sounds like no, something you should calm. be complaining to. <laughs> That's murders, calm. Murders happening on Roehampton. A suicide that I've witnessed in my own building from my own floor that are happening on Roehampton. Go solve that mystery. Then ticketing. In my own home. I, I thought you had Scooby Doo on your side. Why, instead of solving the mystery of the frozen food aisle, you go solve the mystery of people killing each other in front of your building? This guy's like, there. I'm watching people die from my balcony. Why don't you go fix it? You park park <laughs> private parking company. These two things are not related at all. What are you doing? What are you fucking talking about? for parking my car safely god forbid go solve that problem even though i paid though i paid you park let's not forget okay okay block to don't be going around saying i'm overdue which is all fake news true so fake news the problem here is when i go downstairs at the concierge there's something there's a big problem about the parking a teenager a teenager was also Yelling at the manager of the building. I thought youth was complaining a about you park asset, not a liability. <laughs> also, your building has a concierge. Yeah, and shut you're up, dude. bitching about these parking tickets. What is a Canadian parking ticket? Probably like four fucking toonies. For, it's not like America. Like they have standards up there. Yeah, no, they don't have parking. You get a parking ticket. You just have to go politely apologize. <laughs> yeah. remove it from your account. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my. Fucking God. I had to give him the money for his own ticket to pay City of Toronto. Now everyone's blessed. Think. Think. Wake up.
I'm sorry, what the fuck is he talking about? Exactly. All right, here's what I've figured out. So, U Park is a private parking lot company. And his building has like a little U Park parking lot. And he pays that parking lot $50 a week. Okay. But sometimes, there's no spaces in the little parking lot. So he parks on the street, and he gets ticketed. And this is somehow everyone else's fault. This is the government's fault? I don't get it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't give them $50 a week if there's no parking spaces in your building. Maybe don't just park outside where you're not allowed to park and assume everything's going to work out fine. Yeah, I mean, he should buy a space at a private parking garage if there's one around there. I mean, I I don't know how this works because I just take the ticket, (laughs) but... Isn't there usually like multiple parking garages? Like you could, if there's no space in your lot, you can buy one in a parking garage that's like two blocks away and yes. then walk home. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, and when your dad's like one of the richest people in Canada, and when you have a private condo, like you probably have the money to buy yourself a dedicated parking space. I will admit, if I paid $50 a week to park my car in a parking lot and there weren't assigned spaces, I'd be pretty fucking pissed off, too. Hey, I would absolutely be pissed off. I would stop paying that parking lot. I wouldn't, like, go on Instagram to complain about the bad choice I was regularly making. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's still... Everybody involved in this is shitty, besides for they to talk about fucking murders for some reason. Welcome back. Welcome to Lock Loudest Podcast. Loudest podcast on the Interesterios. Do you know what it takes to be a lady? No. Well, I was thinking, I don't even know, because I, I don't know. I don't subscribe to the notion of gender that most conservative women do. But Abby Shapiro apparently knows the 12 <laughs> items that you need. And if you have those 12 items, you are a classic feminine lady. I don't know. She put up this video, and it's hitting worse than they usually do. Like, her videos usually get downvote flooded whenever she puts them up. But this one has 3,000 downvotes, which is more, because usually 3,000 people are even watching Abby Shapiro. How many upvotes? 800 and something. Oh, she's getting ratioed real hard. She's getting ratioed. And I don't know how this uh, video was distributed, but all of the comments are like, uh, this is going to be a great resource for our trans sisters. <laughs> As a trans woman, farther into my transition, this really helped me find new ways to embrace my femininity. I'm, I, I'm sorry, but Abby Shapiro, like trans icon Abby Shapiro is the funniest fucking thing I've seen. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. A week. So uh, I figured I wanted to talk about the 12 things that Abby Shapiro, I want to do an Instagram story also just polling everyone to see if they own these things. I know the answers are going to be overwhelmingly no because I've seen the analytics. I know it's a sausage fest in here, but let's just see. I'll see. I'll tell you guys which ones I have. Now, number one is a ring holder. What's a ring holder? It's like a glass dish with a little wiener pinnacling out of it that when you're washing your hands or cooking, you take your engagement ring off and you put it on the ring holder. So that way you don't lose it. Yo. That's a really good idea. A lot of these are pretty fucking good ideas, actually. I've definitely, like, I've definitely, like, tried to help friends get their fucking wedding rings out of pipes. And I've definitely had to do the thing where, like, I get under a sink in a bathroom and use a wrench to, like, pull the little U part out and find the fucking ring and get hair and shit all over me. 
Yeah, no, I agree with her on this one. If I ever wore jewelry, I would probably buy one of those. That's a really fucking good idea, having a ring holder. Number two is perfume. And if y'all have ever wondered what Abby Shapiro's stinky, smelly feet, which she posted on her Instagram. She posted her stinky, smelly feet on Instagram? Dude, she has to know. She, like, posted herself in open-toed sandals and then zoomed in on her toes to be, like, showing off my pedicure. I'm like, Abby, come on. You're not this internet illiterate. I know you're not because you're posting your feet on Instagram. You need to. No free feet, Abby. Engagement is engagement. I fucking guess. If you ever wonder what Abby Shapiro smells like, her second item is perfume. And she revealed to us that she wears Toka Simone, which I think is an interesting choice. It's not... It's not, I don't want to say grandma perfume. Do you know what I mean when I say grandma yeah, perfume? Definitely. Like just overwhelming because old people's noses tend to go. But it's like just a flower bomb. And she's like, I love it for spring. It's like, I don't know that I would wear that. Not my style, but th- that's okay, Abby. Is there a perfume you can recommend before we move on? Um, It depends on what you want to smell like, my guy. Well, all right, hold let me see if I can ask this question in a different way. Okay. To our guy listeners out there who might want to buy perfume for their girlfriends, what's just like a normal, like a knock em dead perfume that always works? Oh, uh, why I sell opium. That's black opium. That's what I wear. Because I, I like to smell like a forest fire. Nice. And, uh, but if you want something for spring, I would go with either Chance by Chanel or Coco Mademoiselle. Both of them are very light, very feminine. They don't like drown you in flowers like fucking Toga Simone does. I don't know anybody that wears Toga Simone. You know one person, Abigail Shapiro. Abigail Shapiro. And I'm telling you right now, listeners, if your your girlfriend, if she gets with Coco Chanel, what was it called? Coco Mademoiselle. If, If you give your girlfriend a bottle of Coco Mademoiselle, even if they hate it, they're gonna be like, hmm. That's very nice. This is a modern, normal per. He didn't just walk in there and buy the first thing he saw. He didn't buy like a spritz bottle of pink sugar that goes like. Wait, I want one of those. That's not great. No, you don't eat it. Smell it. Well, then I'm not. If I don't eat it, I'm not interested. Guys, I know we make fun of Abby Shapiro a lot on this podcast, but I I like this list. Everybody apparently hates it, but I like this list. I have most of the things on this list. So, Abby, please hit me up. We could. We could drink because she, she has this video about the classy girl's guide to drinking, which obviously is not how I drink, <laughs> but we could drink gin and cranberry. That's her favorite thing to drink. That's we could talk drinks. about like which designer bags fuck the hardest. <laughs> It'll be great. I, mean, I guarantee we'll have fun. Uh, number three is a thimble. If you don't know what a thimble is uh, when you're sewing. And you got, so you got your needle, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to push it through the fabric. Mm-hmm. But if you just push it with your thumb, you're going to poke your thumb and hurt your thumb. So a thimble is a little cap that you put over your thumb that you use to like, it's made out of ceramic or metal usually. And you use that to protect yourself while you're sewing, which if you sew, like I should have a thimble. I think you bought me a thimble. I bought one. you a thimble. Usually I just use a flat rock. <laughs> I bought you. I don't, they're so small, dude. I lose them. I lose the everything. thimble I bought you was big. It was not. It was big. like a weird big thumb sleeve. Remember? It looked like a thumb splint. Yeah, but it was the size of a thumb, so it was small. Okay, just all right. Look, you lost my thimble. I get it. You don't appreciate my gifts. What's next? Uh, p- uh slippers. 
Slippers. Abby Shapiro says pair of slippers. I'm more of a do you own a pair of slippers? Dude, do you ever wear them? Me, I wear them all the time. When I'm cleaning the floor, I wear the slippers because otherwise your peats get dirty. Yeah, exactly. I'm more of a sock person, but she was like, and if you want to be really classy, you can wear those. She doesn't know the name of I think they're called Bourdois slippers or Maribou slippers. Like, you know, the 70s kind with the little puff ball on the top and the Those heel. are cute. They are cute, but like, fuck you, Abby. I'm sorry. I'm not wearing high heels or just a around my house. Wait, high-heeled slippers? <laughs> yeah. No. no, 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 don't wear those. I'm sorry, fuck you. Well, you. Didn't you just get that pair of slippers, that that pink pair of slippers? They look cute. Yeah, no, they're cute. Oh, those are like sandals. So those you wear those outside. Sandal, yeah, those are okay, outside sandals. So we're talking about indoor shoot. Look, right. I, dis- I disagree with Abby Shapiro on almost everything. Four for four so far. Four for four. If I knew a lady who had a thimble, nice perfume, a ring holder, and some slippers, I'd be like, this lady's probably pretty cool. Yeah, no, I was watching this, and instead of being enraged to like everybody else in these fucking comments, I was like, damn, I need a thimble. Yeah, I should probably go get a thimble. Oh, also, ring holder. little fun little thing about this mm-hmm. is um, half of them, she's like, now, I don't own all of these. I'm not perfect. And all a lot of them I learned about from my husband when we got married. I was like, damn, Abby, your husband's a classy bitch. <laughs> Her husband's got a butter dish? I know that butter dish is on this list. I really want to talk about butter dishes. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Number five is a pocket mirror. And she, at first I was like, well, what do you need that for? You got a phone. And she's like, I don't like looking at myself in my phone because the lens, I think, distorts it does. the photos, yes. especially when you have it on uh, looking at yourself mode. And yes. I'm like, God damn, Abby, another fucking home run. I need a pocket mirror. I should get one. Because when you're sitting on the train, I don't want to like open up my phone because then people think I'm taking creep shots of them. Yeah, or like you're taking self as yourself. Yeah. A little pocket. And you could do coke off that thing. That's adorable. Classy ladies do coke off pocket mirrors. Classy as fuck. Now, number six, we're getting into the... the Maybe questionable parts of this list. The butter dish. This is the butter dish. Oh yeah, the butter dish. And man, Abby Shapiro's dick is really hard for this fucker. Abby Shapiro's clit is really hard for this fucking butter dish. She was talking about. She's like, when, now when we were kids. We never had a butter dish. And we had to sit there and scrape, scrape, scrape to get the butter out. But when I put my butter in my butter dish and I leave it on the counter, it looks aesthetically pleasing. And I really just like having this. And, I'm f- and my first thought is, should I buy a butter dish? <laughs> because that's like Abby, she's, we're 50% of the way through the list. And I either have everything or want everything that she's been talking about. So I was like, should I buy a butter dish? And I went in the kitchen and I was like, wait, sir, you don't eat butter. <laughs> I walked out. If we got an, okay. First thing I thought of with the butter dish was like, God damn, I'd love a nice soft butter dish. Because when you have a butter dish and you leave the butter out on the counter for a few hours and you sit down, literally, the knife goes through it like butter. Like a hot knife through butter. That's what it's supposed to do. Every single time I've eaten butter, it's like, you got to scrape it and it's cold. And then you bite into the corn and it makes the corn less cold because you got ice cold butter on there. But then the problem is... We would eat a lot more butter if we had a cool butter dish. I don't think we eat any butter. Yeah. You know why? It's fucking terrible for you. It's butter. It kills you. It kills you. I mean, dude, you're talking to somebody who ate two avocados today. <laughs> avocados are a superfood. They're good for you. Are they? They have omega-3 fatty acids. I mean, they should have avocado dishes. You could put your avocados under and then they won't rot immediately. They should have avocado dishes. Avocados sitting out there. Not yet, not yet, not yet, yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm ripe! Oh, now I'm dirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, you gotta. We're going through avocados in this house. We're oh, going we... through them. Number seven is a watch. Do you have a watch? 
Not yet, but I'm thinking. But I'm, well, wait, what's Abby's reasoning for having a watch? Abby's reasoning for having a watch is it's not very ladylike. Like if you're out with lunch with your friends, it's not very ladylike to be constantly like checking your phone to see what time it is. But it's if not, you like looks rude. glance at your watch, then the person that you're with doesn't assume that you're waiting for your dick appointment to text you back. You glance at your watch with your dainty little wrist showing off your manicured nails. Very ladylike. Very ladylike. I need to, I should get a new watch. I like, I had a Timex or I have a Timex, but I don't ever wear it because it looks so weird on my fucking hand. You have, you've told me a couple of times I look weird wearing watches and that sounds like another strange Another one of Sriracha's strange mental complexes. I mean, I no think... No one looks weird wearing a watch. I think it's a humble brag mostly because I got tiny hands. Look, you can see my radius through my... Is this the ulna or the radius? I oh, think the radius is... Or the ulna's on the inside. Sexy ulnar. No, your ulnar's... I don't know what the parts of the arm are. I don't know. Your hands look normal. You have normal looking hands. I have teeny tiny little hands. Number what do you think, just real quick, before you move off, Little tiny watch on a girl or a big fat watch on a girl? Which do you prefer? Little tiny watch, definitely. But I got a little tight hands, so maybe I'm biased. I like the idea of a girl with a big fat Rolex on her arm. Oh, I don't dude, know why. I love the look. If you're a woman that can pull it off, I can't. If you're a woman that can pull off a men's watch, you fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> those are the type of girls that like the, the top tier lesbians. Yeah. All right. What? Well, Another that's another banger from Abby Shapiro. Number eight is an apron. I have an apron. I love it. I, I wear, bought you that apron from the corn maze I went to, and I love it. And I wear it every time I'm cooking or baking. It's so great because then you could just like wipe your hands all over yourself while you're cooking. And yeah. at first, at first, I was cooking and I was like, I don't know if I should be getting this dirty. But then I thought, wait, no. That's what it's for. <laughs> and I just wipe flour all over myself because it's so cute. I didn't want to get it dirty. Well, the thing is, you got the way you got to think about it is you're probably getting your clothes that dirty. You're not operating dirtier because you have an apron unless you are. I mean. Are you rolling dirtier because you got that apron? Rolling around in the flour. Number nine. This is where she really won me over is coasters. She's like, you need a couple, mm. good set of coasters. And everybody in the comments is like, the top comment on this video is, oh, yes, that's what makes you a woman, a coaster. It's like, dude, Abby, come over to my house. We will compare coasters. I have the greatest set of coasters in the entire fucking world. And they're so feminine. This one's dirty. I need to clean it. But Describe it. It is a marble. It's made of marble. And listeners, if you ever have the opportunity to buy marble coasters at a reasonable price, fucking get them because this serves double duty. Not only is it feminine as dick and really cute, it's shaped a little heart. It also, marble is very porous, so it absorbs heat. So if you have a really scalding hot cup of coffee and you put it down, the coaster will actually make the mug more holdable. That's right. It cools down your coffee and it heats up your decor. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, fuck you. I got coasters. I got multiple sets of coasters. I got these coasters. I got those little glitter coasters. And I got that set of coasters for you from Indonesia. Yeah, I like those coasters. And I've got those Homestar Runner coasters that have Homsar on them. That is feminine as fuck. <laughs> Number uh, 10 is pearl earrings. Don't have them. Don't want them. <laughs> You don't want pearl earrings? Not really. Why not? I can't. You look cute in those. I very rarely even wear earrings. 
those big star earrings you have are cute. I like those earrings you have that are little parrots dangling on little perches. Yeah, that's true. I wear lesbian earrings, but not like normal earrings. I don't know what... I'm, can I hear the difference? Okay, so lesbian earrings is a slang term for... Uh, apparently, it's a stereotype that lesbians like very obnoxious earrings. So if you go on Etsy and you look up lesbian earrings, you'll find like little earrings, homemade earrings with like toys on the end of them or like wax lips or little plastic things oh well i am gonna go on etsy right now and i'm gonna look this up yeah do it okay i started typing in the word lesbian and before i could even finish the b lesbian earrings just came up yeah i uh-huh. did not okay now i'm clicking on the autocomplete for lesbian earrings oh this is cute okay i see a little pair of scissors earrings little rainbow earrings Little babies riding little ducks earrings? Yes, it's like obnoxious earrings. Mini mushrooms, a lot of like Super Mario Brothers mushrooms earrings, heart lollipops, chapstick, I kissed a girl and I liked it earrings. These earrings are adorable. Earrings, they're not just for lesbians anymore. Not just for lesbians anymore. I'll be goddamn, these are cool earrings. All right. Jar of hands? Okay, now it's getting creepy. There's, <laughs> there, there's a woman who's selling these little jars and it has severed hands in them. Yeah, no, it's it's weird shit. But you won me back over with these little earrings that look like frying pans with eggs in them. They're called egg pan earrings. Thanks, strawberry cowgirl. Like, I have a pair of earrings that look like the Kirby Funko Pop. Those are lesbian earrings. Those are adorable. A number. We're getting to the end of the Robert list. Robert Pattinson earrings. It's just a little action figure of Robert Pattinson. Full body. Full Pattinson. All right. I'm sorry. What what else is on the list? 11, letter opener. This is the one that she admits that she does not have because she needs to show us that she's she's not the perfect feminine woman. There's room for all of us to improve our femininity. Mm. Abby Shapiro apparently wants a letter opener, which is the first time I think I've had a hard disagree with her. I don't want a letter opener. I don't want to open any letters because the only letters I get are from the health insurance company and bills. <laughs> Yo, I want a letter opener because every time I open a letter, because sometimes my letters have checks in them, I'm so afraid I'm going to rip the check. Really? I'm terrified I'm going to rip the check. I always open letters like so care. I mean, look, if it's a bill, I don't give a shit. But like a letter opener might help my life a little bit. I mean, I, it might, I like that they all look like samurai swords. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? I like the, the marble-handled ones. Right. Like, I like that they look kind of lit, but I don't think I would go out of my way to, like, spend on a nice letter opener, because that's the big thing she was talking about. She's like, I know a lot of people own things on this list, but they don't really own nice ones, and this is what I think you should invest in as a feminine woman. Blah, blah, blah. All right, now, now I just Google lesbian letter opener. <laughs> and let me tell you, they have a couple. Really? Yeah, they have a... Look, this it's going to sound like I'm lying. Like, just ones with the sapo sign? That's what I was thinking when I think lesbian letter opener. <laughs> it's a labia. Okay, well, that's lit. <laughs> but it's a rainbow labia. Even better. <laughs> it's a letter opener with a... I'm not kidding when I say this. It's got a clitoris. What, do you find that disgusting? You'll draw dicks all over everything, but you won't have a labia on your letter opener? Well, first off, I do not draw dicks all over everything. You draw dicks all over everything. I do not. Second, I'll have 10 lesbian letter openers. I'm progressive. You're the one that wants the letter opener. And the 12th item on this list is a schedule, which I do have, like a planner book. It's lit. Lesbian planner. The rainbow 
peace sign pride planner 425 the megan and alexis custom lesbian detail wedding planner oh and you can plan your lesbian wedding and it's got a multicolor marvel cover with a custom front to back lettering i love lesbian crafts i love them and i love you listener and oh this is so great so you know how like a planner is also known as an agenda you can buy something called the gay agenda. Oh, that's funny. This is great. You could schedule in gay activities for the day. Exactly. And it comes with gay little stickers. Now, I want to thank Abby Shapiro for turning me on to an entire world of LGBTQ plus craft. And for supporting our trans sisters I'm, by giving us this list of items that you can use to embrace your femininity. Trans icon, Abby Shapiro. Hero to the trans community. <laughs> and that's going to be it for this episode of the Loudest Podcast. Loudest Podcast, loudestpodcast.com, patreon.com slash hysteria. So we'll be back with voicemails next week. If you want to leave a voicemail, can you hit us with that voicemail number? Absolutely. If you want to leave a voicemail, you call 848-863-5343. Now, here's what I recommend. You put this number in your phone. So that when something crazy happens, like you see a Papa John's uh, driver throw an entire bag of pickles at someone out the window, you just pull up the loudest podcast on your phone. And of course, that phone number one more time is 848-863-5343. Or just record a voice note and email it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you got to keep that voicemail on deck. You got to keep that motherfucking thing on you because something crazy might happen. It's like you have too many breaks and you feel the need to talk to podcasts. And then you know the podcast that wants to talk to you back. Fuck it, yeah. It's the loudest podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.